Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello and welcome to the show. We have got a jam-packed, action-packed, awesome, fun, slightly frustrating at times, and incredible show for you. Going to cover a lot of things, including the FBI. There, uh, there be another storied past. There, uh, their storied past. The the one that maybe maybe you grew up watching this. Uh, there's a TV show by Ephraim Zimblish Jr. called uh, the FBI. And many uh, baby boomers in the audience. That was a big deal to you. And I actually <clears throat> spoke to several people. They said, yeah, maybe one of the reasons they became uh, law enforcement because of the FBI. That that TV show. And and we're kind of discovering that. At least the upper ends of the uh, echelons of the FBI are uh, well. Basically, it's a it's a corpse, and the head is rotting off of it. That's that's the head. So uh, you know, uh, the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, uh, Jim Comey, who came before him, uh, the AG of the United States of America, they are all political tools, and they are showing to us that they are um, what many would consider to be the Gestapo of America. And I know you're thinking, oh, what, 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 the Gestapo? Yeah, no, actually, as our new poll out, Rasmussen. Says that 53% of Americans now see the FBI for what it is, essentially Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. Isn't that nice to know? Now, if I were a, an FBI uh, agent, I would be like, do I want to be a part of this organization or do I want to make a change in this organization? Right? I mean, have you ever worked for a company like that? I understand. I worked for uh, several big broadcasting companies and I watched them literally drive the companies into the ground. They rode in on uh, high horses. They promised all these things. They were going to make everything right. And then, and then Fareed Sulman. Uh, and then, did I let that slip out? And, and then the next thing you know, they've driven the thing into the ground. And you really can't do anything a lot about it because, you know, you want to make a living. You, you know, I'm not going to say for me in, in radio, you never work toward your retirement generally with your company because, you know, you forget about that. You better do it on your own. But I understand the reticence to speak about uh, to, to speak out against those at the, the upper echelons of power. But there's uh, there's something you got to realize, and I really do believe it's a day of reckoning for the FBI. And and uh, no disrespect, and and I love these uh, passive aggressive leftists because this is what they use. They use passive aggression to to uh, show their enormous uh, double standards. <clears throat> and now the F is, FB, uh, the the left is saying, "How dare you attack law enforcement?" And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Literally, you attacked law enforcement, defunded law enforcement, and it was foolhardy. It was, it was beyond stupid, by the way. There was no basis for it. There was a, there was a false narrative that uh, white cops were killing black men at random. It was a lie. And today we're realizing the real truth is the major societal issues within the black community, particularly within inner cities where the murder rate is 13 times the national average. Where yesterday in L.A., a bunch of people went into a 7-Eleven and gutted the place, took everything, all 30 of them. Nobody standing in the way. Nobody saying, you know, I really don't think we should do this. And it's a cultural thing. Smash and grab robberies, eh, pretty much a cultural thing. Beating the hell out of Asian people. In cities like San Francisco and New York, eh, pretty much cultural thing. But you weren't able to say anything about it. You know, you weren't able to say anything about that. It's all the cops' fault. Well, now we know that the FBI has been used as a political cudgel by the party in power since its inception during the Woodrow Wilson administration. And most recently, the last decade going after 
conservatives, and particularly wholly focused on Donald Trump and his followers. So we're going to get to all of this on the show. I want to get into uh, the, uh, the the Democrat, uh, you know, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. They've already abandoned it. You know, they, they've already, they've already, literally, they've gotten up. They've left the money on the dresser, and you're laying there, and you're like, what the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? I didn't get asked. I was told that uh, this was going to be an Inflation Reduction Act, so I said, yeah, you know, I'm not going to really make a big deal out of it. And the Democrat Party came in, and they, they used you, abused you, and they left some money on the dresser, and they walked out, and they said, well, we were never going to reduce inflation, you idiots. We were going we to pay off our cronies in big energy and big green energy and big green crap. And we were going to uh, we're gonna increase the size of the IRS because we're going to go after our political enemies and anybody. Anybody who we decide to put in our sights, because we are going to do anything. We're going to claw, scrape, we're going to drag, we're going to destroy to get every last penny out of every one of you. But the dear leader who can't remember his middle name says it's not going to happen to anybody making under $400,000 a year, and they're going to do it again. They're going to go after you, they're going to leave some money on the dresser, and hey, you know, you're done. It's remarkable. Remarkable times that we live in. Also, I want to get into this, this transgender madness. Right now, we have hospitals in the country now that are beginning to kind of back up a little bit. These are, these are prestigious medical institutions like the Phoenix Children's Hospital who have been doing transgender surgeries on children under 18 years old. This is something that uh, is already illegal. Okay, You cannot do unnecessary surgery on children. There may be minor cosmetic procedures, I suppose. But there is no reasoning to cut off a male's penis before his 18th birthday because he has gender dysphoria. And finally, some pediatricians are beginning to say, you know, we're going to go down in history as uh, Joseph Mengele's minions if we keep this up. And we've got, this has got to stop Today, this can't go on any further. This has to result in people being removed from practice. This has to mean penalties against hospitals. This has to mean penalties against those who would convince children that they are going to experience the wrong puberty. Who in the hell came up with this? I want to know what reasoning came up with this. It can't just be a parent uh, with a kid, and the kid is pitching a fit and saying, if you don't let me become a male or a female, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill myself. Well, um, you know, we're going to get you some psychological counseling, but you can't put that over my head, and I'm not going to have you mutilate your body because you're in the fits of a severe mental illness. That's what a good parent should do. Call for help. Don't say, oh, you know, right, you know, you know, Junior, I know you're completely right. I know you're eight years old, but you, ha- you are ready to make this decision to remove your penis and go on gender puberty-blocking hormones. Who the hell came up with this? We live in an insane world, don't we? We live in an insane country. The rest of the world is looking at us going, W-A-F. They used to be W-T-F. Now there's another one. There's a W-A-F, which is even bigger bigger than W-T-F. But that's what the world's looking at us like. What in the world are you doing? 
I saw a guy on uh, French television the other night. Uh, yeah, I think my, maybe Tucker was interviewing, talking about the 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 vote, and and the French. They got rid of mail-in voting because of fraud in 1975. Do you know why? Because people were stealing votes. Because they knew it was rife for fraud. And we've got the left in this country telling us that what is up is down and what is down is up and what is right is left and what is left is right. And people are, are, are going along with it. But in our hearts, all of us know this is wrong. We know this. We know this is wrong. We know that this gender crap is wrong. We know that sexualization of our children in schools is wrong. We know that uh, critical race theory is wrong. We know that this mail-in ballot crap is wrong. We know that uh, extending the, uh, the, the deadline for voting or, or starting voting so uh, precipitously early months in advance, we know that's wrong. We know that drop boxes funded by billionaires are wrong. But we've got about 6 to maybe 8% of these bat guano crazy leftists in the country who are willing to burn down cities, burn down buildings, uh, block advertisers, uh, shut down, uh, they run social media, shut down free speech, on and on and on and on. And what we have to do to those 6 or 8% of people is say, no, hell no, not going to go there. We're done. We're done. And then the raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, his home. First time in history. First time ever in history. An ex-president of the United States. The same storybook as banana republics, dictatorships. When someone is out of power, sometimes by hook or by crook, the, the new leader gets in, see Venezuela, and they punish, arrest, jail, do whatever to the previous leader. That's what they're trying here. Reading from the Marxist, reading from Joseph Stalin's playbook. That's what they're doing. All of this. And on top of everything else, they're even using Stalin's language. Joe Biden literally, less than a year ago, said, it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. Joseph Stalin. They created a department of disinformation. Joseph Stalin, 1923, look it up, disinformatia, wanted a, a Western-sounding word so it wasn't so threatening. And he created a department of disinformatia, which went after those who had opposing views. They called them disinformation. And guess what? Twitter and Facebook are going to start going after what they call election disinformation. They're going to try the same crap. And they've already, YouTube has already banned Steven Crowder. It's where he makes his money on YouTube. Boy, I'll tell you what. If you're starting a platform on YouTube and you have anything to do with conservative politics, uh, don't expect to be around very long. Because an appearance by Carrie Lake got him booted. Got him demonetized. When will we ever learn? So to start things off, going to be talking about uh, inflation. Uh, Americans are skipping meals. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, the Americans are skipping meals in the land of plenty. We'll get into uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And then, of course, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. All the latest on that. The number here is 800-922-6680. Lisa in Toledo, you hold on. You'll be up first. This is The Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is a Friday on the Rob Carson Show. Did you watch Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax? Great, great, great show. Uh, it is Abuses of Power. And talking about the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid, among other things, uh, focusing on the FBI, which could make you a target. Because you know what? Uh, they're monitoring on social media. We've also discovered that Joe Biden and the uh, Biden administration uh, have been working with Twitter and Facebook to edit. To, uh, you know, hey, maybe you should take down whoever because, you know, they're really, uh, that's misinformation and disinformation over there. So would it surprise me that the FBI is, uh, is monitoring uh, conservative media? Well, of course it is. Of course it is. Let's go to Lisa in Toledo, Ohio. She wants to talk about her dad and the Secret Service. Hello there, Lisa. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hello. Uh, ditto, Rob Carson. And thank <laughs> okay. you. All right. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yep. I've been listening to Rush since the 90s, and I fondly recall that 94 fall election when there was a red, red wave yeah. in the swamp. And um, I want to tell you about my dad. Okay, go ahead. Vietnam vet. Very good. Um, fought his whole life to get past that. Yeah. And the night of the Mar-a-Lago raid, he got so upset that he called the White House directly and told them he did not like what happened and that they should not have done that. And that the, you know what, we're going to hit the fan now. Really? And then, yes, he did. And within 24 to 48 hours, not sure now, the local Secret Service was in his yard, a male and female agent, and asked him to speak with him for an hour and a half, took down the phone numbers of all his family members, and did end up calling my sister and my aunt, um, but they never called me. Really? And the threat is real. They're getting very scared, clearly. So, okay, so your dad called the White House. He left a message. He said, you know what, you guys are really, uh, you screwed the pooch. The S hit the fan, which is what I say on the radio. Um, <laughs> because people are, it, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a violent threat. It's not a violent threat. If you wanted a violent threat, it would be, I'm going to come and kill you. But your dad didn't do that. He said, you know what, you guys really, really messed up, and the S is going to hit the fan. But yeah. they took that as a, as a threat, and they came and visited your father. And, and so what kind of questions did they ask him? Um, about his past, about his history, about mm-hmm. his family, um, mm-hmm. what they did, what we did. Um, and they, one was an Army vet, one was a Marine vet. And I think they, they became more human when he explained about the PTSD he's fought his whole life. Wow. And that was probably something they could relate to. Okay. As far as I know, they only made two follow-up calls. But I tested it a bit this morning on Twitter when someone was posting about Cheney uh, losing out in Wyoming. Nothing bad. Yeah. I just said, you know, be lucky if somebody made an ashes figure out of her, much less, mine, much less remember her in 150 years from now. And I still didn't get a phone call, so I think they're done. All right, very good. Well, Lisa, um, yeah, I would encourage uh, nobody to call the White House. Uh, no, and, and they will—they will, Lisa. They'll do anything to infer that you are violent. You—if your father is conservative, he is already the enemy of the state. The FBI has already said that the the biggest terrorist threat to the United States, even after BLM and Antifa burned the the country in in 2020, was that uh, uh, you know uh, particularly white people. But the white supremacists, what they say, but what they mean is Trump supporters. Um, yes. So, uh, I, but but it looks like everything's uh, everything's cleared up, and I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I just tell your dad that um, we appreciate his service, and um, 
I hope that he knows that uh, most Americans realize that the country really screwed up when it came to Vietnam and his treatment of our troops. So uh, I, I wish you guys all the best. Okay, Lisa? Thank you so much. I was hoping that Bruce is here. A blessing to everyone. Thank you so much for what you do, Rob. All right, very God good, Lisa. Have a, have a glorious day. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I understand. And, and there are days that I really, you know, I really get angry. And I, I post things on social media. I try to, you know, and, and if you looked at some of my social media, I, I try to be somewhat careful. I never, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I never put anything threatening on social media. It's, that's ridiculous. I'm not a child that way. <clears throat> but, I do, but I do post things on social media. I do say things like, Liz Cheney, you're done. You know, and that means she's done. Politically, she's done. But you are, I mean, you are a target. You are, you are uh, the enemy of the state, according to the FBI, according to this iteration of the FBI. I mean, honestly, Merrick Garland literally worked with the DOE, the head of the DOE, and Joe Biden signed off on calling parents who disagree with CRT enemies of the state. A father went to a school board meeting in Loudoun County because there was a transgendered uh, a boy dressing up like a girl going into the girl's bathroom, and he sexually assaulted his daughter, the guy who went to the, to the, uh, the, the meeting. And the, and, the, and the county, the school district, they covered it up. And he went and said, hey, my daughter was assaulted by a kid saying he's a boy in the girl's room. This after the boy had done it before in another school. And the father got a beat down and dragged out. So that's who's in charge, guys. We've got targets all over us. I mean, if you talk about, and and none of us are seriously talking about a violent upheaval in the country. We're not talking about a violent revolution in the country. But there's a revolution. It's a Marxist revolution, and we're in the middle of it. And how we fight back is what they're looking at. They're looking at any excuse to crush the movement to crush dissent and all you have to do is say the wrong thing about the wrong people and they're going to have you on a microscope like lisa's dad in toledo bleep's going to hit the fan you're visited by two secret service agents and guess what after that lisa's dad's on the radar he is on the radar the number here is 800-922-6680 I sometimes wonder, you know, and worry that maybe I'll be contacted by authorities for voicing my opinion. I mean, I'm an election denier. I have always been a 2020 election denier. Somebody decided on the day after the election of 2020 that they Facebook decided to take down my, my page before I made any posts. And right after that, the same day, we were told you can't disagree with the election. It's perfectly fine. And if you say otherwise, you're an election denier. When the hell did that happen? When did having an opinion become a crime, become something wrong? More on this coming up. The Rob Carson Show. So 
So the raid on Mar-a-Lago got a lot of people really, really angry about the FBI. And the FBI, they're a bunch of crybabies. Uh, they're suddenly acting like uh, uh, the, the most powerful law enforcement agency uh, in the world is suddenly a victim for what they did, for the attack they decided to do on Mar-a-Lago. And, and let me explain something real quick. It's not uh, Donald Trump that pissed us off. It's the FBI's action that pissed us off. And it's the FBI's going to have to pay for it. But I mentioned this yesterday. They're going to, uh, they're going to try and weaponize your reaction. They're going to try by saying that you're angry, that you're somehow turning up the meter, you're somehow wanting to espouse some sort of a violent uh, uprising. That's the next step. That's how desperate they are. And I told you the left in this country is going to do whatever they can as much damage as they can inflict to the country before November. They're going to. And thus far, I'd say I'm 100% right. And I've been saying this for a few months now. In fact, uh, at least since last year. Now, I don't really take uh, Tiffany Cross of MSNBC very seriously because she's a rabid, radical racist that nobody watches. But here she is. This is on, uh, I guess, last night's uh, uh, The Readout with Joy Reid, who I think is, she's been fired, right? She's another radical racist that nobody likes. Uh, and, and that's what their entire show is based on, is race baiting, race hate. I hate white people. Uh, the country is uh, racist. Uh, you know, I can go on and on. All of the things that you and I are rejecting. Because we know the opposite is true. Here's a little exchange last night on the, on the readout, talking about uh, the, the Civil War. She says we're in a Civil War right now. Now, I do believe we are, but we're not fighting physically. We are fighting by saying, you know, the FBI's raid was wrong. We, you know that, uh, that uh, there was vote fraud in 2020. That's how we're fighting back. Uh, no, uh, children should not be uh, uh, undergo sex change surgery when they're adolescents. I mean, these, this is how we're fighting back. The, 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 the left has been waging war. The Marxists have been waging war on us for a couple of years now. Here's uh, last night's version of the readout. I understand that if they do try to mobilize to violent action, uh, like the person did last week in Cincinnati or someone tried. Um, uh, a guy went into the Cincinnati office um, with a nail gun. OK, uh, 2020, uh, two billion dollars worth of damage to American cities. At least one police officer murdered thousands injured and 30 people dead. Why weren't you worried about it then? This week in Pittsburgh, and he was arrested. There are consequences for those actions. You could be arrested for making threats, and you clearly will. Unless you're left of center, unless you're a member of Black Lives Matter, unless you're a member of the Democrat Party, you can make all the threats you want. Be arrested if you try to attack FBI personnel or. Yeah, nobody's trying to do that. Or, um, like in the case of the Cincinnati person, attack an FBI. It was one insane person with a nail gun. Field office. So this is not a consequence-free thing that people are in. This is called grasping at straws. Agent, and if they're willing to go to the extreme levels, there will be consequences. For well, you, nobody's going to do that. So you're a tool. That action. You're saying, Tom, Tom, we have to deal with the rhetoric, and you know I agree with you, but. It's not really rhetoric we can deal with. I mean, you have millions of people tuning into a propaganda network every night, and then... As oh, wait a minute. I think you're... Are you talking... Well, no, she said millions of people tuning into a propaganda network, so she's certainly not talking about MSNBC, because, I mean, while it is a propaganda network, nobody's watching. If that were not bad enough, that's an extremist network itself, you have these fringe pop-ups... Oh, here it gets good. Listen to this. 
uh, outlets, you know, from OWN to Newsmax. Hey, that's what I work for. Um, then you have the social media component. That train has left. We got to shut that down. The station. There is no let's deal with the rhetoric. At this point, I do think we have to have. She's actually calling for shutting down free speech if you're conservative, which is uh, she just actually uh, uh, she said the quiet part out loud. Serious conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, people keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here. Yeah, well, it's the war you guys declared on us. And I don't mean to be hyperbolic. We can oh, no, look you at are. What is happening. It's, it's what your show is about. And just in the past week alone, since all this has happened, we've well, had like what? two people try to declare war with FBI field No, no, it was two insane people, actually. And uh, I do recall a, uh, uh, there was a, uh, uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter who shot up a whole field of Republicans a few years ago, nearly killing Steve Scalise. Offices. I don't think at this point we're going to all pack up our bags and go home and sing Kumbaya. So from a law enforcement angle, what would you recommend the infrastructure of the country do? Because not every... The infrastructure. This woman, I mean, honestly, barely literate. What would you recommend the infrastructure of the country? What the hell? Honestly, you're so stupid. I don't even know why Breitbart put that headline up. MSNBC says we're in a civil war. You don't know? Dear Lord. We're not in a civil war uh, with, I mean, from the right. We are in a fundamental trans, trans, uh, transition from America into what, uh, what uh, Victor Davis Hanson called uh, essentially a radical democracy. So that's, that's the war. That's, and generally, that's what wars are, are based on. Civil wars are based on changing who's in power. Uh, that's what it's all about, or changing the, uh, the style of government. And if that's the case, when this, the left declared this on us a long time ago, a very long time ago, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you don't believe me, I mean, just look at the, uh, the, the government right now, the government, uh, the IRS. Uh, let's look at the, uh, the FBI. The IRS has been weaponized against conservatives. They did it when Lois Lerner was in charge. They shut down uh, conservative free speech, 501c3s, but allowed uh, liberal groups to continue through the election, most probably affecting certainly the messaging and the reach of conservative groups. So does it surprise you that uh, when I tell you that, yeah, it looks like they did declare a civil war? Here's, here's Ron DeSantis talking about the, the Inflation Reduction Act and the fact that our government has doubled the size of the IRS and the, the second doubling of associates is all for reinforcement. And they literally ran an ad that said, if you're going to work for the IRS, IRS is one of our agents, we need you to be able to handle a fire, firearm and use deadly force. Would they do that? Because you're not going to be able to contend with the audit. Uh, so they're going to crush a lot of people uh, by doing that. And I think of all the things that have come out of Washington uh, that have been outrageous, uh, this has got to be pretty close to the top. And, and I think it was basically just a middle finger uh, to the American public that this is what they think of you, all these problems we have to deal with. They called it the Inflation Reduction Act. It has nothing to do with inflation reduction. And now they're literally saying, yeah, it never did. <laughs> but we passed it. And they think the way is to do 87,000 IRS agents. There's going to be more people in the IRS than in, like a lot of these other agencies combined now. Um, you know, they're not putting very much might down at the border, I can tell you that right now, but they want to be able to do it and, and unleash them on... Wouldn't, wouldn't you consider an unfettered invasion of the country from the southern border essentially declaring war on the citizens of the country? Wouldn't you consider that an unfettered illegal invasion being paid for by the federal government and shipping illegal aliens 
all over the country. Wouldn't you kind of consider that some sort of an act of insurrection by the government? Uh, American taxpayers. And so, so that's wrong. Uh, fortunately, you know, that's one of the reasons we don't have an income tax is because if you don't have an income tax, you don't, ha- you don't empower revenue agents. Once you do that income tax, that gives them the ability to really go in. Because the one thing we all have in common is that we have revenue and by weaponizing the internal revenue service they have an excuse to keep, kick your doors down they do they have an ex- they have an excuse to kick your doors down here is a, a, a biden representative uh, uh, brian deese talking about the inflation reduction act and if you don't believe what i'm saying about the fact that this had nothing to do with inflation or reducing inflation and using the crisis of inflation caused by the biden administration to go after you then just listen to this doofus on the point that you made about the timing of when people will start to see relief you know some of the provisions of the inflation reduction act are going to ha- uh, help really immediately uh, the provisions that give consumers tax rebates uh, or tax credits for uh, going out and buying. They literally, they passed the bill knowing that they just wanted to weaponize the IRS. They just passed the new green socialist crap, which is a major payoff to donors, a ba- major payoff to environmentalist groups. They've gotten billions before. Remember the $787 billion uh, infrastructure plan that, uh, that Barack Obama had where Solyndra got billions of dollars and went out of business and nothing happened? I mean, this has been a long time coming. So th- then, then once they passed it through reconciliation against the will of the American people, then they said, well, yeah, but you're going to see uh, – in inf- you're gonna in the, I mean, it's going to reduce inflation, meaning that you're going to save money when you buy the green stuff that you want you buy to buy because we're going to give you tax credits. But you got to buy that stuff first. That has nothing to do with reducing inflation. It's cherry-picking something out of this monstrosity and saying, oh, yeah, this is why we passed it. For energy-efficient heaters, for energy-efficient appliances, those are enacted immediately. Yeah, and here is uh, Matt Gates telling the absolute truth about the Inflation Reduction Act. Democrats from Joe Biden to Bernie Sanders to Joe Manchin have all come out in uh, recent days and hours to tell the American people that the Inflation Reduction Act won't reduce inflation. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. It wasn't like the Patriot Act created any more patriots. And in Washington, D.C., oftentimes language is used. They did just call it the uh, we're going to screw you over act because you kind of know what's going to happen. To confuse because we're so afraid of the truth getting out. The truth is that this bill creates a climate core, that it creates equitable bike paths, that it has $3 billion in spending around wokeness. Not It quadruples the uh, budget of the EPA and doubles the size of the IRS. Anybody got a problem with that? I do. The needs of the American people. And so I, I think that as the American people start to review this legislation more. It becomes less and less popular. Democrats now know they won't be able to run on it in the midterms. And so they're trying to scare people about about MAGA, ultra MAGA. It wasn't about winning the the midterms. They were never going to win the uh, midterms with this piece of legislation. What it was meant to do is to do as much as they can, as much damage, get as much into place with the coming Democrat flogging in November so that they could have 87,000 agents uh, ready to go with the IRS uh, very soon. That's what it was all about. They know that, that uh, their chances of winning in November are terrible, despite what uh, some people are saying, that oh, things are tightening up. Really? Okay, well, we'll see. 
But I'll tell you, if you just look at the primaries and if you look at the polls of people and where they think the country is going, do you think that the Democrats are going to clean house with Joe Biden in charge and all the crap that he's done for the last two years to the country? I don't think so. I don't think so. Coming up, I want to get into the uh, the raid of Mar-a-Lago, uh, the affidavit yesterday, the judge who, who uh, looked at the affidavit and approved the search warrant. He's the guy in charge of deciding what's getting redacted. So what do you think is going to come out of it? What do you think you're going to learn? You're not going to learn anything out of it. They're playing you. I've got lots of audio from uh, Steve Bannon and Mark Levine and Rand Paul and, and Alina Haba, lawyer for uh, Trump, and your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Okay, so I, I was reminded that the uh, the guy who uh, uh, was shot dead in a brief, I guess, standoff with the FBI in uh, in uh, Cincinnati, he uh, he arrived at the uh, facility and fired a nail gun at them, but he had an AR in his car, I guess, is what I've heard, uh, and he may have uh, shown the gun, but he did fire the nail gun at, uh, at the FBI. So there's your big uh, insurgency that is so terrifying that the FBI is wetting itself over. I'm more worried about the two, $2 billion worth of damage to American cities that happened uh, in the summer of 2020, and nobody said a damn thing about it. They're going to try and pin some sort of a violent insurrection on you and me, and they're going to try to use the force of the government to go against you. So what I would strongly suggest is that don't, don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. But also, you know, don't, uh, don't do stupid things either. And I know you won't because you're not insane, like the guy in Cincinnati. Not representative of anybody but that guy. Let's go to Joe in Baltimore real quick. Hello there, Joe. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and a good Friday to you. What's going on? Hello, Mr. Carson. Pleasure yes. to talk to you. Yes, sir. I was telling the gentleman that answered the phone, what everybody is overlooking is if we go with Inflation Reduction Act, let's break yeah. that down into an acronym, yeah. which is IRA. This is all about the Democrats padding their retirement, all this money. That's exactly where it's going to. So they didn't like it. It is IRA, but it's for them, not for the American people. <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I actually thought, Joe, and I, and I said that, you know, there are a lot of people who are leaving Washington, D.C. in November, a lot of Democrats who are leaving uh, voluntarily or will be voted out. And it's odd that we just sent $50 billion to the most one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world that has deep ties with uh, many of the world's despots as far as money laundering is concerned. And Joe Biden's son actually had a million dollar a year job for a uh, Ukrainian gas company uh, for having no skill at all or experience in the industry and actually they don't even know if if i if hunter biden has ever been to ukraine and joe biden told the the government that they were going to lose a billion dollars in loan guarantees unless the prosecutor investigating corruption at that same for, firm were fired so i think a lot of that money which there's no accounting there's no laundry list of 50 billion dollars i know we're sending another 800 million for more armaments what's the point we just sent 50 billion that didn't cover everything but i have a funny feeling that a lot of that money is going to wind up in the pocket of, uh, uh, I'll just be honest, of uh, bureaucrats in one way, shape, or form. And maybe that's some sort of uh, position or employment at a U Ukrainian company, who the hell knows? Or maybe it's just good old-fashioned money laundering. Would it surprise me? No. Which totally backs my theory up. They know yep. they're on their yep. way out. Let's 
pad our pockets now. That's their IRA, and you and I are paying for it. I don't doubt it, Joe. I don't doubt it. Why did Nancy Pelosi fly over there? It's a war zone, for crying out loud. If it's the worst war zone, if it's Russia, you know, hanging in the balance here, or Ukraine hanging in balance, Russia, you know, why would, why would Nancy Pelosi fly into an active war zone for a photo op after we gave the corrupt government $50 billion of our dollars. Why weren't we worried about that? Why did Mitch McConnell go? Why did, uh, why, why did another, uh, other uh, uh, politicians go? Uh, why did they go over there in the middle of a war zone? Why did the president of the company, his wife, pose for Vanity Fair the same week? We're being maybe played, using, Joe. Maybe they're using these stacks of money to stop bullets. See, we're, we're not maybe. looking at the big picture. You know what yes. I mean? I mean, yes. if yes. we're not sending them bulletproof vests, the money will stop the bullet. There you go. Just send those pallets of money like Barack Obama did to the Iranians. Uh, the same thing. Thanks for the call, man. Do appreciate it. Yeah, and then and then it was really that this the insult to injury of the whole thing, and it all is. Everything is an insult to injury. The uh, country is injuring us so, in so many ways. They they uh, you know they injure us by uh, you know making us energy dependent again, causing gas prices to go through the ceiling, and then sending a, a million barrels of oil from our strategic oil reserves to China. That's an insult to injury. That's rubbing your face in it. That's saying that there's uh, there's no border crisis at the southern border. The president and and the HH, uh, DHS secretary saying there's no crisis at the border. It's insult to injury. That's what they're doing to us. And then they pass this Inflation Reduction Act in the height of our suffering, and it has nothing to do with inflation. At the height of our suffering, they're doing this. Retail numbers show inflation is rippling into every corner of American life with su- some people skipping meals because they simply can't afford it. Prices may be down at the gas. Do you think anybody in Washington, D.C. is having to skip a meal? Pump, but prices overall, especially for food, have increased by 8% more than they were last year. Yeah, I don't know if you've been to the grocery store lately, but uh, if you're thinking 8%, you're out of your nut. You are out of your nut. All right, so uh, we're going to talk to Sean Spicer of Newsmax, used to be uh, press secretary for Donald Trump. He's got a lot of great opinions and thoughts on and experience with regard to political persecution. We'll get to him after the top of the hour and uh, much more on the Mar-a-Lago raid and, uh, and much more uh, as well. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Zenith Firearms is an American-owned and operated company based in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Central Virginia. Initially founded in 2014, Zenith built its reputation for superb customer service through firearm and ammunition imports. With many years of expertise in the platform, Zenith is now proudly manufacturing its own line of U.S.-made roller-delayed blowbacks. Zenith provides the American people with a premium product made right here in the United States, starting with the introductory model, the ZF-5. Newly released in 2022, the ZF-5 is based on the most popular and iconic 9mm submachine gun, the MP-5. While the ZF-5 is available immediately, Zenith's three compact personal defense models are available for pre-order and will begin shipping later this year. Zenith proudly supports our nation's military, law enforcement, and responsibly armed citizens protecting the Second Amendment. Check out Zenith Firearms at zenithfirearms.com. That's zenithfirearms.com, or like and subscribe to their social media pages. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and we've got a lot of stuff on the plate, if you will. Uh, to start off the hour, we're going to start off like uh, gangbusters. Sean Spicer from Spicer & Company on Newsmax joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you? Hello, and happy Friday, Rob. You too, man. So, uh, wow. I mean, could things get stranger? Uh, we had a raid of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, the president of the United States conveniently went on vacation. As he went on vacation, he said that we have 0% inflation. The uh, Democrats forced through an Inflation Reduction Act uh, because they had created a crisis, and they decided to call a bill that had nothing to do with inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act. He comes back from his vacation to sign it without saying anything about the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and then he goes back on vacation. Other than that, much uh, not much happening, Sean. Um, let me ask you just we'll start off with the invasion of mar-a-lago and the affidavit um what are your thoughts uh, as to where we are right now and what do you expect from this affidavit uh, that's going to be coming um i expect a lot of participles <laughs> so so here's here's the deal the, just so everyone gets the joke this is all like uh like a play that the judge is said to the DOJ, hey, like, pretend that, like, let's go through the motions. So yeah. you guys pretend to redact stuff. I'll pretend that I care. Um, then you'll come back in a week for something that we can do in 10 minutes. And then you'll <laughs> hand out this thing. I'll say I redacted it. You guys will hand a document out that says Department of Justice and says the, but, uh, and like 18 times and has a lot of black scratch outs. And then we can say that we've handed out the redacted document. And, um, and then go on vacation like the president. Well, this is what this is what Joe Biden does. He said that he was, uh, with regard to the origins of COVID, he said that we're going to give it 90 days and we are going to investigate the origins of COVID. And after 90 days, they said it was inconclusive. And you are exactly right. They could have done it in literally 30 seconds, but they're doing the timeline to make it feel like they're actually doing something when they've already got it planned out. And, and, and honestly, so, so, if you're, Bob, if, if you're I, holding I, your I, breath I, on it, go ahead. I, I just say I think like a, a very co great colleague of ours at Newsmax said said to me, just so you understand, just, and, and I didn't appreciate this until she said it. These lawyers came to the judges to the to the courthouse yesterday, and there were two options. Option one is that they would agree with that that the the judge would agree with them and say, I agree with you. This is in the public is not in the public interest, and I'm going to side with you and document it out. Right? Yeah. That's option yeah. one. And they win, and they go home, and they go have drinks and Mai Tais and whatever Jen Saki said, margaritas. <laughs> Option two yeah. is she, the judge would say, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, the, the public has a right to see this. Let's get a redacted version out. And, and so there is no lawyer. The, so that was it. So, so they knew they were going to have a hearing, and there were two options. One, they win. Two, they were going to have a redacted version. Why did they need a week? What's they they came to that courthouse knowing that those were the two options. The judge could say, "Hand over to me your redacted version. I want to see if it's good." Yeah. That's so. This we're playing a game because yeah. anybody like why was why does it take a week? They knew what they were walking into. They would have had this redacted version. It didn't take a week. This is all about show. Well, but, but honestly, Sean, think about the absurdity of it. You've got uh, you've got a justice who clearly is a partisan. You've got a partisan witch hunt of Donald Trump uh, and and a partisan FBI. Dear God in heaven, there's no doubt about this anymore after the last six, seven years of Donald Trump. Uh, and and, and yeah, Rob, here we Rob, are. That's why, that's why it's a show. But that's yeah, okay. the point. Yeah. It's a show. I know you're, you're, you're everything you're saying is right. But the whole point is. 
that they're saying, okay, guys, listen, we either do this and then everyone's because everybody's sitting back scratching their head the same way that you and I are. And so they either do it their way, which everyone goes, okay, that didn't look good. Or they go, hey, let's just pretend that we're going to do this. And so everybody, you know, <laughs> pretend a little. Yeah. And, 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 and then, and, and, and so that's again why I'm saying, but let's pretend that we all are going to go yeah. work hard for a week to do something that we all have in our pocket right now. Yeah. And everyone goes, okay, cool, cool. Let's all go do that. We'll all go do what Biden's doing. Go take a vacation. And they didn't have to do that. No. They did it because it's a game and it's a show. Yeah. And so I think that as soon as we can all admit that what's going on and call a spade a spade, the more like we can have a real conversation on this, because we're we on the right want to have an honest discussion about this. They want to like pretend that, th- that this is a real investigation and a real discussion. Yeah, but Americans aren't buying it. Um, did you see the the, uh, the new poll this morning that said that uh, 53% of Americans believe the FBI is actually uh, just uh, essentially a Gestapo or a private police force for the Biden administration? That's that's uh, that's according yeah. to Rasmus. Well, actually, you know so what, it's not, it's not way, working, Sean. It's not working. By, by the way, that, that poll, I think the Trafalgar one that you're yes. we, we had they, they, they aired that exclusively on our show. Yeah. Um, we had... Uh, Mark do that exclusively on Spicer and Company. And, but I, I want to make one point on this, and, and yeah. we're, we're going to talk a little bit this tonight on the show as well at 5 o'clock on Newsmax. Yes, sir. I, I, I want to be clear. I, I have tremendous respect for people in law enforcement, including the FBI. Most of those agents are doing their job. It is the leadership that has a problem. It is the leadership that is directing them. Sure. It is not the rank-and-file agent that gets up every day and says, I want to keep America safe. I want to protect it from the threat. Well, what do you suppose is next, Sean? Because uh, we saw this morning MSNBC is saying there's a civil war and uh, Americans are radicals. I mean, the guy in Cincinnati with a nail gun is uh, is certainly uh, uh, is showing us that uh, that these white supremacists that the FBI has warned us about, they have really been incited by Donald Trump. That's the kind of thing I'm hearing right now. It's not about the act of the FBI. It's about uh, Donald Trump. And, and we apparently are getting some sort of, of uh, marching orders. Uh, what do you say about the the next step? Where is the FBI going to go with this? Where's the leftist media going to go? Because I think a lot of uh, very negative things, very big and ugly things are going to, I'm not talking about a conflict, an armed conflict, but very big and ugly things are going to happen before November the 8th. Oh, look, they're, they're not going to stop until they achieve what they, what they want. Um, and anybody who was shocked, I mean, I, I'm honestly like, I can't, I continue to, I was reminding some folks the other day, remember when Trump won and everyone said, you can't go after Hillary. We don't do that in this country. We don't prosecute people. I mean, and there's no question she had 110 classified items on her secret server. And she was doing that to keep the public from it. Trump wasn't, nothing that, that has been indicated so far shows that he was doing anything to, to keep the public from knowing something or to try to, you know, he just, he had taken boxes while he was working at Mar-a-Lago. But we were told that it was wrong to go after your political enemies. That was not what we do in America. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. Like, I, they are not going to stop until they've destroyed, you know, people. And, 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 and you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not a defender of every single person who, who has done certain things. But I will say one of the points that somebody pointed out, you know, made to me the other day is Peter Navarro was charged with two different misdemeanors. I don't even know what they were. So, I'll t- I mean, that's how close I followed this. What I do know is they arrested the guy 
at Reagan National Airport with handcuffs and um, and, and sh- ankle shackles. Yeah. I mean, that's what you put a, a terrorist in. Yeah. And here's a guy who, who they had they had charged him with two different um, uh, misdemeanors. misdemeanors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, you tell me. Or, or let me ask you this. Alan Weitzelberger, the CFO of the Trump Organization, they got him on 15 counts yeah. of, of not reporting stuff for taxes. Okay, he took some gifts and some cars. Okay, if that's true, charge him, right? I think yeah. everyone should pay what they owe in taxes. Get a good account and get what you can. Get right off as much as you can. If he cheated, if he broke the law, go after him. But are you telling me in New York City that the only person that didn't report a gift? <laughs> are you kidding me? Yes. You know how many events they have there where they hand out those swag bags full of crap and yes. have all sorts of things that they give to celebrities? Did they report those things? Are yeah. you kidding me? And the only person that they can possibly go after is Alan Weitzelberger, who just happens to work for Donald Trump? Yeah. Re- yeah. No, no way. And the attorney general has the, the gall to go out and do an interview and say, we, uh, we only prosecute you know, without fear or favor. No, no, no. Unbelievable. The notion that Trump was the guy that was the, weaponizing the DOJ, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Sean, you, you had a good deal of experience, obviously, as the White House press secretary. Uh, let me just just give me about did a minute. Did you say experience or abuse? I couldn't. Well, it was abuse. What, tell me about your experience in a nutshell, your experience as a press secretary uh, with this, this bat guano insanity hatred of Donald Trump. Uh, how were your tra- how were you treated? And I, and I can only think that things have gotten worse. Go ahead. Well, think about this. I was, we're, t- we're talking about this tonight on, on the show. Very good. The, the, the last briefing the White House did was August 9th. They were all up in arms when, Trump, when the Trump administration was done. And I obviously I wasn't there at the end. But about, there's no briefing. This is a travesty to democracy. It's unpatriotic. It's the worst thing in the world. We will pledge to do a briefing a day. The public has a right to know the, the, the world will fall apart. And yet here we are since August 9th, nothing. And no one has a problem with that. Yeah. It goes back to your question, though, because there was a double standard about how they treated it. Everybody, if you watch a briefing that I did, go to YouTube, pick any briefing that I did. Pick any briefing that Jen Psaki did or that Corinne Jean-Pierre did. Yeah. And tell me that there's not a difference. And the first one, it looks like a bar fight in downtown Boston. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, after the Corinne Jean-Pierre one, it looks like a Pilates class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, I know you're, uh, you're uh, short on time here. Uh, you've got a great book, Radical Nation. I've got it sitting right next to me. Thank you very much. Uh, tell me what else you're working on on the show tonight, my friend, at 5 o'clock, uh, Spicer & Company on Newsmax. Interesting. We're going to talk to Jeff Andrew from New Jersey. He switched parties. Okay. And I think it's a very interesting conversation that we're going to have with him tonight because there's going to be two different messages going into these final 80 days of the campaign. The Democrats are going to go out and talk about abortion. Um, Republicans are going to talk about inflation in the economy. Jeff Van Drew switched from being a Democrat to a Republican last cycle because of Donald Trump. We're going to talk to him about what, what it's been like to switch, how, how those different messages work, because two years ago he was campaigning on a completely different set of messages, and so how we're going to deal with that. We're obviously going to talk, as we said, about what's happening at the White House, the president not being there. Um, we're also going to talk about this, What's going on at CNN? They fired Brian Stelter and yes. Jeffrey Tubin. Um, <laughs> yes. and, but, but also, why? Was that a real thing, or was that just a scalp? I think it's a scalp. It's a weekly show. This yeah. was the new CEO's way of showing people that, like, quote-unquote, he got it. But I think it was a meaningless thing. I think it was symbolic all around. We'll break that down. Obviously, it's Friday. If you watch Spicer & Company, we always do the company quiz and end on a yes. light note. It's fun. Um, and then uh, here's, a, here's a tease for you. 
Yes. I, uh, I'm going to talk about my experience on Dancing with the Stars and the outrage yes. that I got from ABC <laughs> and why there was no outrage when disgraced, me too Senator Al Franken hosted their late-night flag night flagship comedy show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, all week, and not one single ABC News employee had a bad public thing to say about that. Wow, wow, wow. Well, uh, I just want to say that I hope Jeffrey Tubin uh, finds gainful employment very soon because, you know, idle hands. Uh, but, Sean, <laughs> make sure. Well, I, hope, I hope, by the way, I don't know. Check your email. Yes. My understanding is it's a joint farewell Zoom party for Stelter and Tubin. <laughs> I don't think I uh, want to watch that, man. I, my, other, my, other, my other Tubin jokes are not appropriate for family days. <laughs> All right. Sean, thanks for joining me, man. Where can people find you on social media? It's uh, at, at Twitter. It's at Sean Spicer on Instagram. It's at Sean M. Spicer. And right. every night at 5 o'clock on Newsmax. And I got to watch it and you got to DVR. Sean, have a glorious day and a great weekend, man. Great to talk to you. Let's take you a too, break. Bro. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, it's funny. We've got the left defending the FBI, and they defunded the police. Millions of defund the police activists cheering the FBI raid on Donald Trump. We back the FBI 100%. This is according to Portland Antifa CEO Hugh Janus, who has an all cops are bad tattoo on his forehead. He said it's true that all cops are bastards, but this was a totally legit raid. Well, if Antifa's on your side, then you're on the wrong side of history, kids. Might want to reevaluate that. Here's our raid on Malara Mar-a-Lago theme song. The FBI, they raided. Jim Gossett, by the way. Donald Trump's place. This is very soothing. Found absolutely nothing. After being really mad for two weeks. Got egg on their face. Now the anger's gonna come back, don't worry. Trashing Trump's home. They left a big mess. Whip through Melania's closet. Now there are confidential documents in that underwear drawer. And grab Mary God under dress. Nuclear secrets in her shoes. They broke the law. They broke the law. The worst thing you ever saw. It's the latest FBI crap show. Yeah. That raid on Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> We're looking at you. Joe, don't pretend you didn't know. FBI has reached a major low for what went down at Mar-a-Lago. That's Jim Gazzard, by the way. I'm thinking his background vocals are transgendered women. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> could be wrong. Uh, the uh, the judge, this is so just, uh, I mean, this is kangaroo court nonsense. Uh, U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who was the guy who approved the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, an unprecedented raid on a former president uh, that they do at Banana Republics. He's going to be the guy who decides uh, what's uh, what's redacted in the affidavit. It's it's cartoonish and stupid. I mean, honestly, it, why even? And it, you know what's really funny is that ABC, CBS, NBC, all of the major you know media players, uh, they all want the affidavit released. 
Well, they know what they're going to get. They know it's going to be very, very, very redacted. And but they're going to be able to say, "Yeah, but see, we wanted it. We we we're uh, we're even, Stephen. I mean, we are definitely uh, even kill here. We're not favoring anybody. We wanted to see the affidavit, and this is what the judge gave us. So there you go." Unbelievable. Uh, Alan Dershowitz was on, I believe, Newsmax last night to talk about uh, the left and the FBI and what drives them. Talked about a law school exam. I know something about that. I did it for 50 years. When I gave a law school exam, I would say list all the crimes and then exercise judgment. Now, we have not heard of any crimes that Donald Trump committed. The, uh, the needle has shifted. They said it was originally the, uh, the National Archives and they were confidential documents. Then we heard it was, it was nuclear secrets. And uh, Joe Scarborough, dear God, why does he have a job? I mean, with Br- Brian Stelter being fired, Joe Scarborough, who gets paid like $30 million a year to sit there like an idiot. And, and uh, Joe Scarborough, oh, yeah, nuclear secrets answered that. Well, that was a lie. Because uh, Merrick Garland sat on it for three weeks before deciding. And then ultimately he made the wrong decision. Because what what made him wait was the weight of it. Would it be perceived as Donald Trump being criminal or would the FBI be looked at as Joe Biden's personal police force? And, by the way, the people have spoken. Fifty three percent of us believe that the FBI is acting as Joe Stoppo, Joe, Joe Stoppo. Yeah, they're acting as Joe Stoppo. And show which crimes should be prosecuted. If Larry Tribe, Professor Tribe was in my class, he would have failed. Because one of the things he said on CNN is that in his judgment, his former student, Merrill Garland, should be prosecuting Donald Trump for attempting to murder Vice President Pence. That is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard a law professor say in 60 years. And yet he's embraced by CNN. He's embraced by... They don't embrace truth. ...the left, because the rule is, if you can get Trump, the Constitution be damned, the law be damned, statutes be damned, judgment be damned. Anything that gets Trump is okay and permissible. And that is third world, banana republic, Soviet style nonsense. Here is the great one, Mark Levin, talking about the goal of the FBI raid. They said they wanted as broad of an investigation as possible to grab as much paper as they could. There it is. There's the case in front of the judge. Absolutely unacceptable. Tomorrow, the government's leaking. This warrant that you issued was unconstitutional. The American people have a right to see everything. This is not supposed to be done to a former president of the United States. This is this is unprecedented and not because it's Donald Trump, but because it is Merrick Garland, Matthew Graves as the U.S. attorney and a cabal of Stalinist leftists at the Department of Justice that will stop at nothing to destroy this country. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, if they are allowed to get away with this then they can get away with anything, guys. If they're allowed to get away with this, then those 87,000 IRS agents will be able to get away with anything, targeting anyone they choose. And if you're a conservative, you're number one on the list. More on this in your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. chance to tonight on Newsmax. Watch uh, Sean Spicer at 5 and then at 7, Rob Schmidt 
He's uh, doing a really good job on the Abuses of Power series about uh, the FBI um, going after Donald Trump, among other things. So uh, you want to check it out, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. Uh, Real History of FBI Abuses. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't end at Donald Trump. It, it begins much earlier. So uh, check out Rob Schmidt tonight at Newsmax at 7 o'clock. And, of course, uh, Mr. Spicer, who we heard earlier. A um, couple of interesting um, – just a couple more things on the raid in Mar-a-Lago. Then we're going to move to some other things. Um, one of the uh, things that we, uh, Donald Trump and you and I, one of the indignities that Donald Trump suffered uh, and you and I had our faces rubbed in was the FBI uh, Russiagate collusion hoax. It was a joke. And this is true. I mean, there's no doubting it. The FBI spent $30 million at least, at least, on the Robert Mueller investigation. A couple of years looking for something that was very, very obvious. The FBI knew it before they went and got a FISA warrant to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his transition team, and his presidency. This is, was, bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton. She literally paid the FEC a fine for it. And if you think that that's in the rearview mirror of the country as far as the FBI is concerned, you'd be wrong. Because what the Russiagate hoax and the exposure of the hoax is that there were agents involved in creating the hoax to go after Donald Trump. This includes uh, field agents. Uh, this includes uh, the head of, uh, of the FBI at the time, Jim Comey. And John Durham is investigating criminally some of the members of the FBI with regard to abusing their power investigating the Trump-Russia hoax. So the FBI is already under a microscope. And now they're looking at a way that they could just put Donald Trump away. They thought that they could show up with a power force and everybody would say, oh my God, the glorious FBI. Look at them. They're out for our own good. They're going after this criminal they thought that this massive show of force would, would make, for instance, I saw a headline the other day and it ran through all of the uh, Trump administration officials who have been uh, arrested and tried on process crimes and nonsense and misdemeanors and arrested with, uh, with uh, late night raids. Roger Stone, anybody? Roger Stone, a process crime, a misdemeanor, armed agents at the front door and an amphibious unit. Are you out of your nut? And I saw news reports about all of the people associated with Paul Manafort, by the way, another one. Another one abused solitary confinement for a year. And they're saying, oh, the FBI got him. I mean, oh, look at the oh, yay FBI. And they thought it would work on Donald Trump. And then they realized, hold on, there are about 70 million people in the country who say, no, you know what? Donald Trump's our guy, and we know he's been screwed. And so they're falling on their faces. And they thought they'd try to cover this up with this raid. And we get it. And so now what they're going to do is they're going to go after us. That is without a doubt what they are going to do. They're going to go after you for talking about it. They're going to after you and say that if you criticize the FBI or want the FBI defunded or broken up, that you are a radical. You want to defund the police. That's glorious. That's just hilarious. You want to defund the police and you want to cause a civil war. It's laughable if it weren't so damned serious. 
This is um, uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, who's just fantastic. I, I love when he talks. He could he could literally lead the read the uh, the uh, the ingredient label on a cereal box, and I'd listen because he's just a sage. He's freaking brilliant. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson talking about Mar-a-Lago uh, and uh, Democrats. There was a dispute over the archives of presidential papers. Barack Obama just said, I'm not going to turn them over. The yeah, this is uh, Barack Obama. This is other presidents versus uh, how they treated Donald Trump. Freedom of information. He spent $30 million resisting efforts to do that. George Bush had an executive order and said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. And that was adjudicated. And now we go after a president and, and go to... None of those people were actually visited by the FBI. They were never served an affidavit. Can we come and look at the documents like they did with Donald Trump? And he did peacefully in, on January the 3rd, said, here you go. The FBI said, put a lock on it. We're cool. And uh, Donald Trump said, hey, if you need anything, call me. Uh, the, the next remedy would have been to get another uh, uh, another uh, warrant to go to visit, I should say. And uh, they could have done that, but they chose to do the, take out the big guns, literally. His house with 30 agents. In the past, when uh, a high official was called for a congressional subpoena, Eric Holder just said, I'm not going, and I'm not turning over any of this fast and furious. Yeah. The idea that you would put him in shackles or you'd confront him with his family and grab his phone is just ridiculous. But this is what we're doing on ideological basis. And when you start to do that, you don't have a democracy anymore. And I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. Uh, let's take, for example, the January 6th committee hearings. And if you watched it and you saw that it was a one-sided trial on television, made for TV, literally had an ABC producer there. Same ABC producer who, by the way, was at Liz Cheney's concession speech, which they had, I guess, thought might be a victory speech. That's why she did the Abraham Lincoln line. She thought that would be a TV spot for her presidential campaign, but it was stupid. The second thing is this January 6th committee, Will, is sort of like a French Robespierre Committee on Public Safety. To be on that committee, you have to have one criteria, and you had to vote to impeach Donald Trump. If you're I started using the French Revolution and Tale of Two Cities uh, with regard to the government versus us around 15 years ago. Republican, there was one other qualification. You had to be politically inert with no future, and it was deducted. That would be Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. It started with the premise that we're going to destroy Donald Trump. And then we're going to bring in witnesses and we're going to allow narratives for that end. There's going to be no cross-examination. There's going to be no dis... If you're cool with this, you're a Stalinist. ...interested counsel. We know if, you're, if you're down with this, you are uh, separated from the United States. You are separated from our Constitution. You uh, either hate the country uh, or you're insane. Oh, that when Dick Cheney himself... Made a or you just really hate Donald Trump so much that you're willing to uh, whiz away all of your uh, liberties and all of our governance. And he bragged about his daughter that she was the one power that could stop Donald Trump. But that's not what her job is in that committee. Nope. It's to be disinterested. It's to be inductive. It's to find out what happened on January 6th, not start with a boast that you're going to destroy Donald Trump and make the witnesses and the testimony fit that. Just like uh, the attorney general of New York. Letitia James, she ran on the platform of destroying Donald Trump. She never explained why or what she was looking for. She just painted a target on him. That should be illegal. And, and finally, I, I never thought I would say this. The FBI is beyond redemption. It, I said this a month ago. It's all of its bureaus and its institutions have to be farmed out and broken up. 
If you have a warrant... You want to defund the police! No, you see, the police in cities around the country aren't the Stasi. An FBI warrant, there's no guarantee that that has not been altered. If you subpoena and you want FBI records on phones with a Mueller, they will be wiped clean. If you want disinterested legal counsel, look at Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok, he said they had an insurance policy going into the 2016 election. The insurance policy was the ding, 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 Russian dossier. If you're the FBI and you want to find out why Hillary Clinton has hired a foreign national to find dirt on a political opponent, then you will hire that same foreign national. And if you think it's just about the uh, latest uh, version of the FBI, you would be absolutely wrong. And you look at the last four directors. We just saw Christopher Wray, and he just stonewalled every question, and then he flew on an FBI plane, our plane. He pled the fifth without saying he's pleading the fifth. A luxury jet because he had to go to his own vacation spot. This is how arrogant he is. He took over, remember, from... Andrew McCabe, what did he do? He lied four times to federal investigators, and his wife was running for an office with Clinton-related PAC money while he was investigating. What a cabal. What a swamp. Hillary Clinton's email scandal. He took over from James Comey, who leaked confidential memos (laughs) written on FBI devices to the media. Okay, I think my uh, my audio freezed up. You know, it is, and we've used the analogy before, that if this were Donald Trump's family, Guys, it would be nonstop. There would be hearings on Capitol Hill. There would be it would be Watergate all over. I don't really remember Watergate. I was you know uh, kindergarten, I guess. But it, it would be Watergate all over again. This would be the biggest political scandal in the history of our country, let alone possibly the history of the world. When you look at all of this added up, all of this, Hunter Biden's laptop, the FBI hiding the laptop before the election, the FBI setting on it, the FBI um, not releasing any information, calling it Russian disinformation before the election, the FBI taking a, a document that had been paid for by Hillary Clinton and going to a FISA court and getting a warrant to surveil, to wiretap. Remember Nixon, it was all about wiretapping, right? Wasn't it all about wiretapping and all of that stuff? Yeah, this would, if the shoe were on the other fit, it would be the biggest, uh, it would be the biggest scandal in the history of our country. But it hasn't been. It should be, and it will be, and hell will be paid. It won't be violent, but, but it is coming. It is coming. Because the USSR didn't have the First and Second Amendments, and the USSR didn't have the Fourth Amendment. And what are the three things that the left is going after? First, Second, and Fourth Amendment. Let's go to Michelle in Northwest Baltimore real quick. Michelle, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, I got two points, and then I want to end with a joke. I think you like all of them. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, so the first one is, I remember we were talking about that Mr. Biden wants to be remembered as the Woodrow Wilson of our time. Oh, yeah? I think he's going to be remembered as the Nero of our time. You may recall Nero was the one who fiddled while Rome burns. Well, and you might also and you might also know that Woodrow Wilson was a ma- major leftist socialist who yeah. was the first person to not only uh, in his administration started the FBI, but he also weaponized it during his administration. So that kind of explains it. Go ahead. He also aired an anti-black film in in the White House, but he yeah. was there. You might want to look into that. So that was, was that Birth of a Nation. I think it was Birth of a Nation. I think you might be right. I think I anyway, am. Go ahead. So, okay, great. So that's one. I mean, imagine. All right. So, what's he doing? There is not one avenue that he has not attacked, or his him and his minions haven't attacked the American people. They yeah. have closed off um, 
transportation to to the to markets. Farmers can't get fertilizer. Mommies can't get formula for their babies. Uh, middle class and people Michelle, are being wiped out of their jobs. And Michelle, listen, listen to this. Listen. So his piece de resistance, which was the raid on Mar-a-Lago, something that had never been done before in history. And the arming and hiring of 87,000 yeah. new FBI agents were done while he was on vacation. Right. So there you go. That's Rome, Rome burning while he fiddles. So the, <laughs> point, the point of this is that this is an attack, as you have mentioned, on America. He's trying, not only is he trying to destroy Americans, but even worse than that, I compared this to uh, Stalin and the Ukraine. Uh, Stalin was responsible for the death of 3.9 million Ukrainians. He starved them to death. He, he forced them onto collective farms. Hey, what's going on here? You can't get what you need to produce food. You can't get it to the market, etc. So, and what's the, what's the transformation? He's letting in people from the southern border who are illiterate, who are not vaccinated, who are not educated, and he's hoping they're going to vote for him and kill out the Native Americans. I hate to sound like, uh, I don't know what you call that word, but anyway. Conspiracy so here's, yeah. Here comes the joke. The joke Go, is, please, yes. There was a, the postmaster who, uh, who had some new stamps. It seems that Stalin came at it with a stamp with his face on it. And he approached one of the postmasters and said, well, how, how's the sale going with the uh, new stamps? And he said, well, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't know what you call your honor, your premier, whatever, uh, sales are not going well. What? what? What's wrong? Well, it seems that uh, people are spitting on the wrong side. They're spitting on the side. <laughs> All right, I got you. All right. All right, Michelle, have a glorious week, and I appreciate your phone call. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show. The, uh, the left in this country... <clears throat> has been uh, telling you that all of your thoughts about uh, whether it be uh, climate change, climate change, they, they stopped the debate on climate change. They said that, that uh, there's no debate anymore, uh, that uh, there is a consensus among scientists who, by the way, if they don't agree with the premise of climate change, lose their government funding, thought you should know about that. 2020 election, there can be no questions about it. There was no doubt. There was no malfeasances involved. COVID, there, uh, you, know, you cannot say anything about where COVID is from, even though everybody knows it's from freaking China, where we were funding gain-of-function research in a lab in Wuhan, where the virus came. But you were told whatever you had to say about it was disinformation. The FBI raid... Now you are saying if you criticize the FBI, you hate the FBI, you want to start a civil war, Russia collusion, you were told that that was disinformation by the FBI. You were stricken from social media from saying anything about it. You were banned from social media. Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, you couldn't say anything about it. It was Russian disinformation. CRT, the left says it is disinformation. It's not being taught in schools. This uh, this uh, transgendered surgery for children and the sexualization of children in schools has been labeled uh, homophobic, transphobic, etc. You see what I'm going at here they don't have an argument that wins so they shut you down that's what they try to do and they're getting ready to do it again Twitter and Facebook getting ready to do it again with regard to the election they're talking about policing talk about if you say that there are problems with the election you you should be able to say I wonder if there's going to be problems with the election. I wonder if they're going to try to steal votes. If you try to raise questions about the possibility of fraud in mail-in voting, which, by the way, ended in France in 1975 because they said it was rife with fraud and could certainly throw elections, France figured it out almost 50 years ago. 
but they try to shut you down and they try to say disinformation and misinformation and that crap might have you worked with the Soviet Union which fell but it ain't going to work here so don't be bullied by them let's go to Frank in King City California hello there Frank and welcome to the Rob Carson show what's on your mind today hi Rob I really love your show glad that you're on the radio thank you like everything you have to say and all this and that but uh, I've had this really terrible feeling for a long time because They've tried everything under the sun to get rid of Donald Trump, and I'm afraid that the last resort is probably going to be an assassination. I just wonder what you might think about that. Well, I I try to be careful about that, and I understand where you're coming from. I've I've already I'm already there. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to think about this, Frank, real real quick. Right now, we had a person show up at a Supreme Court justice's home with a a, a bevy of weapons to assassinate a conservative justice. We have a Justice Department, rather than going, oh, my God, we've got to dial back the rhetoric. We've got to protect our Supreme Court justices. Our FBI, our DOJ, and the Democrat Party are saying that those protesters have every right to be out in front of those justices' homes. Now, justices, Supreme Court justices, are uh, nominated and they are, uh, they are approved for life, which means that the only way to end the com- conservative bit of this Supreme Court would be for one of the justices to experience an untimely death. Do you think that hasn't been a consideration for me for a while, and it is a consideration for many Americans? That speech that you're not supposed to be able to say out loud but a lot of people are thinking about it. And all I could say is uh, do whatever you can to protect our Supreme Court justice and to protect Donald Trump. But uh, would I put it past this Democrat Party? No, I wouldn't, to be honest, Frank. I, wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if that were on the radar. Otherwise, they'd be doing everything they can to protect uh, our Supreme Court. And they would every, do everything they could to dial back the rhetoric uh, about, about Donald Trump. Yes, sir. Um, certainly very scary times. All right, brother. I appreciate your phone call. And, uh, you know, of course you have to think about it. Of course you do. Because they've tried everything else. They've jailed Trump supporters. They've jailed people who were let into our nation's capital on January 6th. They've labeled the January 6th Trump speech as an insurrection. And people going to the and going to the uh, to the White House afterwards, Donald Trump say going there peacefully. They impeached Donald Trump. They said that he tried to uh, they, he tried to incite a riot, and he didn't. He, he, the, the impeachment fell on its face. They're desperate, and they are lashing out, guys, in any way, shape, or form. And as I told you. It's not going to get. It's not going to lighten up before November the eighth. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Uh, welcome to it. I hope that you've had a uh, glorious week and you have a wonderful weekend in store for ya. Uh, a couple of things before we uh, get started in the last uh, hour of the show. I'm a little congested. I am having an allergy attack again. I don't know what the hell it is. <clears throat> I've heard it's ragweed. Who the heck? Who, really, who knows? Who, who really knows? But anyway. 
There's something about it. Something just kicked in. It's like my senior year in high school. I became uh, allergic to cats. I don't know what, where did that come from. I wasn't allergic to cats before. But anyway, apparently I've got a, a ragweed allergy. So if I sound a little bit congested, I, uh, I do apologize. Uh, second of all, you know, we, uh, we frequently are uh, so busy with the worries of, uh, of our lives, with the worries of politics, with how the federal government is abusing American citizens with the growth of, growth of government, with, you know, all of the things that we talk on the show. <clears throat> we sometimes forget to, uh, you know, sit back and, and notice that we do live in incredible times and uh, some amazing things have happened and for those of you who are Gen Zers or you uh, who are uh, you know millennials uh, where you perhaps you know all you've known is having a smartphone all you've known is having a computer in your home all you've known is laptops so you just everybody gets a laptop and and uh, you know I'm in my mid-50s when I graduated high school, uh, we had computers in the classroom, but you had to learn a language to use them. I know it's, I'm that old. It's, it's terrible. And, and a laptop, my first laptop I got, I think it was in 1995, and it had one gig of memory, one gig of hard drive space, and it cost $2,500. All right, my first big screen TV uh, I bought in 1999-2000, 65-inch big screen television. I bought it against the will of my wife. She said no. I said, oh, okay, I won't buy it. And then I bought it, you know, uh, $3,800. And it was like two feet thick. So, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then technology drives it. Right now we've got, we've got two contractors who can deliver you into space without NASA. That's pretty amazing. We, we got one billionaire who's working on a Mars mission. It's going to happen, hopefully, in our lifetimes. It depends on how much life you got left. But last night, I got into a conversation with my wife, and, and, and sometimes you got to kind of back up and you go, what, 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 what? If you were dropped on the planet 10 years ago, from 10 years ago, you'd have no idea what the hell's going on. Because she comes home, she's sitting on the couch, we're talking. <clears throat> she says, did you get the text from Steve today? And I said, Steve, 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 uh, you know, our vacuum cleaner. And I said, No. Because I said to her that our Roomba got hung up on a sock. And I found it in the middle of the living room. It stopped. And there was, I lifted it up. There was a sock. And, and I said, wait, 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 wait. She goes, yeah, yeah, you, you didn't get the text from, from Steve. You, literally, our vacuum cleaner texted her to say that I'm hung up on something. I'm high-centered. My wife's at work. The vacuum cleaner is running autonomously. The vacuum cleaner sends her a text to say, I'm hung up on something. There's another thing, and we shouldn't have named him Steve. That's like naming a, a you know, spaceship uh, computer Hal. It's not a good idea. It's not going to end well. Alexa. <clears throat> and I say that now because well, I, I unplugged Alexa because she was doing all sorts of weird stuff earlier today. And I'm tired of every time I have a conversation, it's showing up in Google searches. You know, honey, I'm thinking about uh, possibly getting a water softener. I'm saying that in the background with Alexa there. And then all of a sudden I go to Google and I'm, I'm searching something else. And there's ads for water softeners. What the hell? But there's another thing that Steve, our vacuum cleaner, and we probably shouldn't have named him Steve. We put, shouldn't, we put Google eyes on him. Again, not a good idea. But if he goes next to the stairs and he gets hung up right on the edge, it says Steve's on a cliff. That's what it says. That's our lives today. We got some amazing stuff going on. 
I make dinner. I use an air fryer. It takes half the time. That's not terrific, but it is. It's it's a it's it looks like it looks like the robot from uh, Wall-E. It looks like his girlfriend Eve. It looks like Eve. It's in our kitchen. I've got I've got the Library of Congress right there. Right there. I've got a supercomputer that that Einstein could have never dreamed of in my pocket. And it has a phone app. That's it. It's not a phone. This isn't a phone. Do you know how much time I use I spent on the phone? One percent of the time. It's crazy. So you know, we live never stop going wow. Please never stop going wow. Because it's 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 amazing and frightening at the same time. It's amazing and frightening at the same time. And things are only going to get scarier, and it's how we choose to use the technology, if it's going to result in good or bad. You know, for instance, phone tracking technology. They just did, uh, they used uh, phone um, data and discovered that um, three of the largest cities in America, L.A., Portland, and I believe San Francisco, half of their downtown business is gone. Nobody's going to downtown. The traffic is not going down. And what they did is they looked at cell phone tracking data to find out. The FBI has used the same technology to go after criminals, to to go after murders, where they, they saw four different cell phones in a region where a murder suspect was, and they were na- they were able to narrow it down to the to the person with the cell phone and then track that person and find out, oh yeah, he got the weapon, he's got all that stuff. And yet the FBI is saying the same thing that uh, Dinesh D'Souza, that's the same thing he used, by the way, to track 2,000 mules. They're saying that's BS. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's just remarkable. It is just, just, just remarkable when you think about it. And it's really amazing that the, uh, the DOJ is going after somebody who threatened the hospital in, in uh, uh, if it was either, it was in Boston for performing uh, surgeries on children, sex reassignment surgeries on children under 18, and yet Catholic Vote is taking out a seven-figure ad campaign calling out the Biden administration and his inaction on protecting churches and other pro-life organizations from leftist violence. Yeah, did you know that? Did you realize that Catholic Vote has tracked the incidents across the country, finding 70 attacks on Catholic churches since the leak of Dobbs? 207 since May of 2020. Likewise, the group has tracked 64 attacks against pregnancy centers and other pro-life organizations since the Supreme Court leak, calling it the Summer of Rage. They called it the Summer of Rage. Who's the enemy of the state? It's not people burning down churches and going after crisis pregnancy centers. It's the left. But the state is our enemy, you see, in many ways. And former CIA and NSA director Michael Hayden says Republicans are uh, no, uh, they are uh, no more, they they are uh, extremist, nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible. He says that he, I've covered extreme and violent ideologies uh, the world over during my career, and the Republicans are the most nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible. Nothing comes close to it. So there you go. I'm just laying the table for you. Just laying the table for you. I think we should talk about uh, election fraud, don't you? Yeah. 
This is from Jim Gossett. It's called Live Votes. Just what makes this senile old man think he can be pres when he can't. Everyone knows this man can't keep from pooping his pants. He won the <laughs> live vote. Yeah. The dead guy vote. The fake ballots pulled out of the sky vote. Or other places. He isn't really president, just a resident. He was chosen by mail. The only thing that he knows how to do Every day he's screwing me and you Only thing that Joe can do is to fail What's he succeeding at? No, I, I, I really mean it. Dems have got no hope With this old dope He has not met a gal that he won't grow Biden has got a broken brain. His VP is lame. Kamala's been a big flop. Whoops, there goes Biden on the ground. On his keister, Joe is usually found. Whoops, Joe Biden, he is going kerplop. Now, uh, Ron DeSantis, who uh, will be the president of the Ameri- of America, of the America, of America at some point, I think... He's in the process of uh, going after individuals who have been charged for voter fraud. Yeah. He has uh, signed the landmark election integrity legislation in April, which means, of course, he's racist, right? I mean, if you want to show an ID, if you, if you uh, make people sh- prove who they are so your vote isn't stolen, that's racist. Remember that? Remember that guy I told you about earlier, the French guy who said he couldn't believe that we're still doing mail-in votes when in 1975 France got rid of it because of fraud? Yeah. And the left is saying, oh, no, there's never been any election fraud in this country. Are you kidding me? Despite the fact that Democrats have been elected in major cities across the country for decades, especially in Chicago, using voter fraud. It's remarkable. Absolutely uh, remarkable. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis talking yesterday about the F word, which you're not able to say on social media, but it actually exists. And he's doing something about it. Fraud. Our Office uh, of Election Crimes and Security, in conjunction with the Attorney General's Office and FDLE, uh, the state of Florida, uh, has charged and is in the process of arresting 20 individuals. You know why I think there's election fraud all over the country and why 2020 was stolen? Because um, I'm not stupid. Individuals ...across the state for voter fraud. Yay! But Stephen Crowder yesterday was taken down from Facebook because Carrie Lake said this about him, about about the election, on his show. This is an opinion based on and backed up by factual evidence. Ballots missing, fake ballots cast, 100% turnout in nursing homes, some where the patients were comatose and they miraculously voted, vote by mail stuffed on video, fake plumbing leaking, suitcases of ballots brought in, election workers forced to leave trucks, bringing ballots across state lines, and then they disappear. Video evidence, uh, all sorts of affidavits. Uh, I could go on and on. Thousands of sworn affidavits testifying they saw cheating. Yep, sworn affidavits. Voting machines completely compromised and shown to be hacked. Corrupt Secretary of State and judicial branches making illegal laws. And it went on and on. You know, don't tell me Joe Biden won 81 million votes. Don't insult my intelligence. 
I refuse to have it. Now, Steven Crowder has been temporarily suspended from YouTube for airing that video <clears throat> with Carrie Lake. I had her on my show yesterday. I didn't bother putting it up on YouTube. I put it on Rumble because I'm done with YouTube. I'm done with Facebook. Facebook has cut my reach in half just as they admit they are going to, uh, they are going to uh, uh, use election safeguards ahead of the midterms. And my reach has been cut in half and literally yesterday cut to zero by Facebook without any explanation whatsoever. They did the same thing to me after the last election. And if that weren't enough, uh, it looks like also Twitter is going to do the same thing. And YouTube has taken down Stephen uh, Crowder because Kyrie Lake said the truth. He's going to be off for two weeks. I would encourage you to get off Facebook. I would consider. I would encourage you to get off Twitter. I only use Twitter to get video clips, really, and I would also encourage you to get off of uh, of YouTube as well, because they're all going to be working against Republicans coming up in November. It's part of the plan. Let's take a break, Paul. You hold on. You'll be up next. This is the Rob Carson Show. take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. Ballots missing. Fake ballots cast. 100% turnout in nursing homes. Some where the patients were comatose and they miraculously voted. Vote by mail stuffed on video. <clears throat> Fake plumbing leaking. Suitcases of ballots brought in. Election workers forced to leave trucks. All of this has been verified. Bringing ballots across state lines and then they disappeared. This is not disinformation, it's real. Thousands of sworn affidavits testifying they saw cheating. And even if it was just an opinion, you're still allowed to say it. Voting machines completely compromised and shown to be hacked. Corrupt secretary of state and judicial branches making illegal laws. And it was Other than that, completely legit. And on and on. You know, don't tell me Joe Biden won 81 million votes. Yeah, and again, we're not stupid. Let's go to uh, Paul in Kearney, Maryland on this lovely Friday. Hello there, Paul. What's up, my friend? Yeah, hi. Um, I got two questions. Do you want me yes. to ask them separately or just... I just go ahead and ask them. Let, let's have a conversation. <laughs> All right, so my first thing is <laughs> yes. Republicans as a whole, with the exception of a small number, are feckless, especially McConnell. Oh, yes. And I don't, I don't understand why Republicans as a group are not fighting, are not mad, are not shouting and screaming at the Dems, and why they don't stand up for us. Well, a lot of that has to do with uh, McConnell. McConnell spends all the money. Does, the McConnell decides where the money is spent. Does, the, does, McConnell is essentially a kingmaker. Uh, and so what's going to have to happen is um, some changes when, uh, you know, presumably and hopefully, and we've got to take both houses of Congress. But that's, that's why they're afraid of, of McConnell. McConnell is the status quo. Uh, and McConnell has a lot of power. He can end and create uh, political careers as he sees fit. Go ahead. Yeah, and that, that brings me to my other point um, yeah. about just the election integrity. Now, I just heard the spot um, and the proof is there, but how are we going to prevent it from happening? Um, I'm not even worried about Maryland because Maryland's a blue state. So um, I'm just worried about the states that are red, that yeah. they're going to try their best to uh, take it over. 
Well, um, I know that at least uh, five um, uh, uh, election-denying AGs have been elected during the primary process. Uh, and I also know that a lot of people are very active and involved. Uh, also, uh, in Kerry Lake's race in Arizona, uh, people waited. They, they hung on to their ballots and they voted the day of, and they think that may have had a major difference. <clears throat> I would recommend, as many people are, uh, in Arizona, for instance, people went out and they had... Uh, they had ballot box watching operations the day of. They literally had like a tailgate party across the street from ballot boxes, which a Democrat says, that's intimidating to sit there in a lawn chair drinking a beer and waving at people. Uh, but anyway, they, they did that. They're, they're volunteering for election boards. They are running for office. They're running for city council. They're running for mayor. They're, so there's that. And then also, I would recommend, Paul, and this was recommended by my producer, Ken. He said, don't send in your mail-in ballot. Vote in person. And if you get more than one, and if you get one, more than one ballot, or if you get a wrong ballot, report to your, your local Republican party about it and make it known. But I, I never vote by mail. I did one time when I was moving. But I, I'm not voting by mail again. I'm going to be there in person, and if I get a mail-in ballot, I'm bringing the ballot with me to the polling place. I'm going to tear it in half in front of them, and then I'm going to go over to the, to the booth and I'm going to vote. Well, I'm not worried about... Um, me going in person because I'll do that. I'm worried about all these mail-in ballots that are going to come from unknown sources and dead people. Well, like I said, um, all I can do is say be vigilant, uh, have your cell phone out, uh, all the aforementioned things that I did. Will the Democrat Party try to steal this, this election again? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, will uh, big social media uh, cooperate with them? I think I've already made that clear today. But we know what they did before. I don't think we will be so, uh, so uh, we will be duped like we were the last time, Paul. Uh, but you, you got to be vigilant, man. You know, don't just go vote. You've got to hang out. You've got to have your phone ready. You've got to report anything if you get multiple ballots. All of these things, Paul, we've just got to be vigilant. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Uh, we, we just have to have faith in ourselves. If we can't believe in the system, then let's have faith in ourselves and let's try and change it. Thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um, coming up next, I want to talk about um, the death of the downtown and what uh, San Francisco, Cleveland, Portland, other cities in America that were uh, big believers in defund the police and the hell that uh, they have wrought on their citizenry. What's happening with max mass exodus from those cities, particularly Portland, we'll get into that. A uh, senatorial candidate from uh, Pennsylvania who had a stroke, who can barely speak, who's being treated just like Joe Biden, he's actually saying he's completely cool with open-air drug markets in Philadelphia. How do you feel about that, Pennsylvania? You want to vote for that? Anyway, all of that's coming up. The number 800-922-6680. Last half hour of the Rob Carson Show on a Friday coming up. Don't go anywhere. It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show, and uh, and just keep this in mind again as we uh, as we go into the election season. Um, anytime the mainstream media, big social media, and uh, the Democrat Party say something is disinformation or something, or they have the same line about something, you know generally that what they're saying is a lie. And if they say what you think is disinformation, then you have the truth. That's it. This is what. 
big government does. This is what uh, Marxists do. They try. It's passive aggressive. It's passive aggressive. You're right. They're wrong, but they make you look like you're wrong, and then you're supposed to feel bad about it. You had bad thoughts about our election integrity. Our election process is the most secure. You must hate America. Donald Trump clearly is a criminal, the worst criminal in the history of the United States. This uh, raid by the FBI was warranted, and so was the uh, Russia collusion a hoax. It was a hoax. It turned out to be. But it was, and, and if you think that our FBI is somehow a political organization, then you must hate law enforcement. You must want to defund law enforcement. You want a civil war. See how it's done? And all you have to do is say uh, a couple words you could say. And wake up every day and realize you're going to have to fight again. You're going to have to defend yourself. You're going to have to uncover the truth. And you have to tell them, I will not be silenced. Screw you. I have my right to my opinion. I, and, and if it is, you know, let, let's face it. If you think the election was stolen, that's your opinion. You have every right to say the opinion. In North Korea, you do not have the right to say the opinion. You will be jailed. Your uh, generations after you will be jailed. Your children will be jailed. Your children's children will be jailed. That's how they operate. We still have the First Amendment, although the Democrat Party, mainstream media, and big social media are the enemy of that. So if they fight you and they say, what you say is a big lie, the election is a big lie, it was a big lie that it was stolen, bullcrap. It's my opinion. It's based on fact. It's based on 93 nursing homes, or 91 nursing homes in Pennsylvania. 97 to 100% of the people in those nursing homes voted in the last election, even though many of them were comatose, unable to communicate, or feed themselves. Give me a frickin' break. And $400 million spent by an, a Democrat oligarch who owns Facebook who censors conservatives and conservative thought, comes up with Zuckerbucks and then spends them in Democrat uh, strongholds and takes advantage of a, uh, a virus to say you can't vote in person. Do not vote by mail if you can do so. If you can vote in person, you have to vote in person. If you get multiple ballots in your mailbox, hang on to them, take pictures of them, go to your local GOP office and say, here's what happened. Keep your evidence. And then vote in person. That's all I can tell you. Oh, one other thing. If you do this this weekend, because the IRS, they want 87,000 armed agents to go after you, apply every single day, multiple times on jobs.irs.gov. I'm not saying commit fraud. Apply for the jobs. Apply for the job of special agent. Please do. Apply for the jobs. If you get the job, congratulations. If you don't, you know that the IRS had to call you, had to go through the process, and all that. Do that until at least November the 8th. Vote in person. Hopefully we win both houses of Congress. Then we can go after the FBI. Yay! It's pretty cool. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. I haven't heard from Barbara in a while. Barbara, how are you? 
I am doing very good, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I uh, got the same ragweed thing going on. If I sound a little bit congested, yeah. uh, I don't know what it is, but that's what's going on with me. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic. I'm very, I, I wanted to encourage the person who called. I think his name was Paul, yeah. but he's you know, from Maryland and about yeah. Maryland being a blue state. All of the things that you have said about what we can do here, I'm writing them down because that's what I, and I'm going to a meeting tomorrow with the Republican women of Baltimore County because these are very active women that um, I've kind of, you know, fell into into their midst and I'm just so grateful. Uh, They're doing things. Uh, That's the group that is, um, we want a full audit of the 2022 uh, election after it's held. They are already requesting it. And we're also actively working with voter.org because that is the election integrity group that's working uh, here in Maryland. They're trying to help us clean this mess up. And if everybody does just a little bit of what you're saying, especially by taking do not mail your, your ballots in. And also, I like the, um, the thought of watching these boxes, yes. you know, organizing the party. Uh, you know, groups of people to watch these mail-in ballots, uh, yes. drop boxes. Yes. Uh, so eventually, uh, I'm thinking they may just end up closing them down the way they've done in some other states. Now, Barbara, if, if you see somebody doing something like that, if you see somebody coming up, pulling up, and dropping a bunch of ballots into a box, you videotape them. You get their license plate number. You have to get the information on them. And, and, yeah. and you know what? If it's a safe situation, I would say, um, excuse me, where did you get the ballots? And, and I would confront them. What is your name? Can I get your name? I would like to talk to, uh, where, you know, who authorized you to drop off the ballots? And as they get in their car and drive off, get their license plate number. You've, you've got to you've got to act like a member of the press because the press doesn't give a rat's behind. You have to do what they have to what they what they will not do. You have to police it because there are a lot of people fighting. And I'll tell you also, I remember the last election. They had people going out the day after the election, unloading ballots from ballot boxes from boxes the next morning after the election. Big bags and people walk. Where, where are you? Who, who are you working for? Why? Are, where are you taking the ballots? And instead of, you know, they, they, they guys say, stay back six feet, stay back six feet, not say anything. You have to take it a little bit further. You have to find the vehicle they're in. You have to take a picture of the license plate. You have to videotape them. If it is a safe situation, you confront them. You say, hey, what are you doing dropping off 50 ballots? Tell me who you represent. Whose ballots do those belong to? 100%. And listen, in a, in a nation that has uh, 330 million people, and I'm assuming probably a couple hundred million smart devices and that conservatives are very, you know, we're all adept at using, then by God in heaven, we all can become champions for election integrity. We all can become citizen journalists, Barbara. There's no reason why, with the, with the access to information that we have and the technology that we have, that we should be able to allow uh, a democracy to die in darkness. We have in our hands, in our pockets, the ability to shine light on it. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Boom! That's right. <laughs> and just don't catch the stupid. I just yes. love it. Thank you so much for you said it all, and we're going to do it all. And I just like to say one more thing to people: yes. mark on your calendar September the 10th at the yes. Cub Hell Bible Presbyterian Church, where uh, Vince Ellison is going to be there speaking. He's the author of uh, the Iron Triangle and Twenty Five Lives. This is a black 
man who speaks the truth. Okay. All right, Barbara, I got I got to run. Email me. E- email me. Email me the details. I'll put them on social media. Okay, because a lot of people they'll forget stuff. Right, Barbara. Okay. God bless you, girl. Have a glorious weekend. All right. You too. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna say it again, and I told you this before about Barbara. If you don't remember, Barbara is the solution. Barbara isn't a professional. She's not a politician. She's not a media member. She's a person who reads. She's a person who's involved. She's been calling Hannity for years. She's, she's educated. She's, she's brilliant. She's a person of color. She sees what Democrats have done to cities like Baltimore. I used to take my son to Baltimore, to the Inner Harbor. And, and my son, when he was in Little, Little League Baseball, the Orioles would invite Little League teams from around Maryland to come. And I'd take my son up for the day with his outfit, his uniform on, and, and he'd walk the warning track inside the stadium. We had no fear. We'd walk out after the game, have a, you know, whatever, hang around downtown. There were parking garages a couple blocks away. We'd go down to the Inner Harbor. There's the Hard Rock Cafe. We wouldn't go there, but there's a museum there, a submarine. There's a, a ship there. Uh, there's, you know, a million things to do, but now everybody's afraid to go down there because uh, the people of Baltimore keep voting morons into office. Barbara is not a moron. San Francisco's downtown activity was down 31% compared to 2019 as the city contends with high crime despite finally agreeing to shut down its controversial open-air drug market by the end of the year. John Fetterman is running for uh, senator against uh, uh, Dr. Oz. I'm not crazy about Dr. Oz. He actually wants to introduce this to uh, Pennsylvania if he gets elected. I think it's important that we as a society have all the options on the table, including uh, needle exchange, which is only technically legal in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and even safe injection sites that are being considered. Safe injection sites. That's an open-air drug market. Like, say, in Philadelphia. I'll never forget the meeting that I had at, down at the DSCC where they you know, evaluate you and your campaign and your candidacy. And one of the things that I kept talking about was the opioid crisis, and they were just like... So his solution to it is to have uh, needle exchanges in open-air drug markets, as though the Democrat Party hasn't already driven uh, Philadelphia into the crapper. Here's, uh, this is pretty interesting, North Portland. People are selling their homes because they are allowing homeless drug addicts to camp out in front of people's homes. Imagine you're sitting in your house, a dilapidated trailer pulls up, parks in front of your house, and there's a drug addict inside living there, coming out in a meth rage and standing in your driveway. It's happening. Thank you, Democrats. For sale signs lined what were once sought-after neighborhoods in North Portland. It makes you not feel that great about living here. Many families are moving out of the city, escaping the homelessness and crime that's taking over the streets. Yeah, and it's because you morons voted for another moron, Ted Wheeler. It makes living in the neighborhood harder and just not as congenial as it could be. Greg Dilks has lived in North Portland for 30 years and says homeless camps along the Peninsula Crossing Trail near his home have changed the area. Going for a walk, honey. I'm going to take my nine with me just in case I get assaulted by a meth addict. It's the first time. Oh, they don't allow up concealed carry. Never mind. I'll just go get murdered then. It's been a long time that we've actually seriously thought about moving. Mental health, drug addiction, and just not having access to housing. Mark Smith. And- you know, whatever. You make your bed and you lie in it. You make your bed and you lie on it. Enough excuses about this. 
enough excuses. I I have, uh, uh, you know, uh, I am a very very involved in charities, but honestly, uh, enough with the excuses. Okay, you're addicted. You're homeless. All right, uh, you know, doesn't give you permission to camp out in front of my house and uh, and terrify my children and commit crime. Nonsense. And this is how bad things have gotten in California. Actually, I'm going to uh, save it for after the break. Shave it for That was weird. Uh, I'm going to save it for after the break. Uh, California doesn't have enough U-Haul trailers. Because uh, U-Haul, when they do a one-way move, then the trailer is stuck where they move to. And people don't want to come back to California. I'm going to share the details on that. This is The Rob Carson Show. SS by Tanix set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, you want to know why so many people are moving out of uh, California and New York? Because Democrats have made those cities suck and those states suck. That's just the way it is. I hate to be untoward and undignified, but honestly, some things suck. And right now, uh, Democrat bastions of America, well, they have for a really long time, but they, uh, you know, there are great governors, there are great states that are uh, really being examples of what freedom is all about. They also, in several of them, do not have income taxes. That's why Florida is kicking butt. That's why Texas is kicking butt. Tennessee is kicking butt. They get it. They get it. Hell, if things are so bad in California, people are moving to Mexico City to live. Uh, you know, a country that's run by drug cartels. That's how bad it is. And now you can't get a U-Haul in California. Plagued California since the height of the pandemic when people were leaving the state in droves. Well, that trend seems to continue because... They weren't leaving because of COVID. They were leaving because of the leadership of the governor and his onerous, uh, uncalled-for lockdowns. People leave while they're taking U-Haul vans with them, creating a shortage. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley is joining us now with more on the problem. And, I mean, I really thought that this was isolated maybe to pandemic and post-pandemic. Yeah, it uh, wasn't about the pandemic because the pandemic existed in other states, too. A movement when people were moving, but it's happening now. Wow, news anchors are woefully ignorant, aren't they? Uh, well, sure. And uh, in fact, it's been happening for some time and it's good to be with you, uh, Hunter, as always. Um, I, you know, we've seen for uh, quite a while in California, this yeah. mass exodus yeah, because building and building. Because you keep electing idiot Democrats. Building. I mean, uh, you know, no one needs me to tell them that. They have their friends and neighbors and family members uh, who have been leaving the state for, Why are they leaving? Uh, for Florida, for Idaho, for Tennessee. Uh, uh, yeah, that one, I think I just mentioned two of those states. For just about any other state. Uh, because it's become so hard uh, for so many people to get by in California, not because yeah. uh, the greatness of our state is somehow diminished in terms of, uh, you know, everything we have to offer in terms of the climate, the natural beauty, our amazing uh, people. Yeah, it was Eden. Companies and culture and everything else. It's the government. There you go. At least he got it. My wife and I had a conversation about this la last night. She is, I'm, I'm conservative. I considered her to be center-left. And I'm like, well, duh. They took Eden and they turned it into crap. Yeah, but our friends out there really like it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, your friends, uh, maybe they're well off financially enough that these things don't impact what uh, impact the rest of us. The Dollar General shoppers, the rabble, you know, we deplorables. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's remarkable. Of course. But the, my only concern is that Democrats are like the aliens from Independence Day. What they do is they consume all the natural resources, move on to the next planet. And honestly, if I was in Florida, that's, I, would, I would literally, where are you from? 
Oh, you're from New York? Are you a Democrat? Did you vote for, uh, you know, uh, whoever de Blasio? Well, I want you to turn your car around. <laughs> you can't do that, but you know. But if they can, they'll really bleep it up. I'll tell you that. Here's a story that I, I had to comment. This is nothing to do with politics at all. Now, I know John Schnatter was booted from the board at, uh, at Papa John's because he was goaded, literally goaded into using the N-word during a conference call by his enemies. In the, I mean, literally, they told him, here, say the word. And he said the word. And they said, aha, you said the N-word. And they booted him. I'm not sure that John Schnatter would come up with this. They got a new product that they're rolling out next week on Papa John's. I saw this yesterday. And this after, there's a new commercial out for KFC. At KFC, I mean, you'd be fine making fried chicken, chicken sandwiches and all that. But literally, they have a bowl, a big bowl of macaroni and cheese, and they just threw a bunch of chicken nuggets in it and mixed it up. Now, uh, I said years ago when Taco Bell came up with the Doritos Locos Tacos, they clearly have stoners on their board. Papa John's has rolled out a new menu item, and it's called Pizza Bowls. Now, if you ordered a Papa John's pizza, would you take your arm and sweep all the toppings off, put it in a bowl, and throw the crust in the trash? Because that's what this is. They literally are putting the toppings from a pizza bowl into a box, like those chicken things they do. They have a thing you just get chicken pieces of chicken thrown on a, on a, on a, a cardboard slab in a box. Now, people are calling these things... Um, Trash, yeah, and uh, garbage. They are uh, seven ninety nine each, and they come in three flavors: chicken Alfredo, Italian meats, and garden veggie. Uh, you know, Americans' food vendors really aren't—they aren't even making food anymore at this point. <laughs> I will not be, because I like pizza crust. Thank you. I will not be ordering uh, new uh, Papa Bowls. I'm thinking that somebody on the Papa team smoked a Papa Bowl, and then they came up with this. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up in just a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, Papa Bowls. You can get a Papa Bowl at Papa John's. Just scrape the toppings off your pizza, put it in a bowl, and just eat it like with a fork I get. What the heck? Really? I mean, honestly, they don't even make food anymore. You know, it's like the Papa Brownie. They got a brownie. You know, whatever. Anyway, my, my producer, Ken, says, yeah, but Waffle House has uh, waffle bowls and they rule. Well, I don't doubt that one little bit. Guys, have a glorious weekend. God bless you. Our military members serving and uh, retired, living and deceased. First responders, the unborn, and you. And until Monday, watch my TV show on Newsmax this weekend. And don't catch the stupid. See you then.